You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Welcome to the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, we are back in an actual studio. You'll hear the difference in the sound. You'll see the difference on the recordings too. We're back in a studio. We're in independent.ie studio. We're recording our podcast back in the studio now. It's lovely to be back. For the first time ever, I met Tabitha, my producer, actually in person. And Gav, our sound producer, I haven't seen him for a couple of years. So it's great to see him again. And it's lovely to be back in studio. I'm very excited, as you can tell. Uh, This is another Top Tips episode. You've all eaten your way through the Easter eggs that the Easter Bunny brought. And now you're starting to look to the summer. The beach, the bikinis, the shorts, the dresses, the sleeveless stuff. People are looking towards getting toned, shaping up and losing some weight. So we thought we would bring you the latest Top Tips episode. These are super popular both in terms of the podcast, but also on Instagram when I do my live Q&As. People are always interested to see and listen to what they need to do to lose weight. First things first, before we get cracking into the tips, is that there's nothing wrong with weight loss. We know weight is one of the big predictors of health-related issues as we get older. That is a fact. Yet certain people think that weight loss is a bad thing. Well, I can guarantee you it absolutely isn't. By carrying more weight, you age the body quicker, put more pressure on your joints, and it's generally poorer for your health. So wanting to lose weight is not a bad thing whatsoever. We're going to chat with that in a little bit more detail over the course of the next 10 tips. So get your pen, get some paper and write these tips down because we're going to help you get in shape to lose some weight for whatever your goal may be and whatever your target may be. These tips will work and they're based on my own experience. I'm 22 years doing what I do. If you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know that we make it very, very simple and these tips are no different. Okay, let's get cracking. Very first one is a 12 hour window in terms of the food that you eat. This is a very, very basic version of intermittent fasting. A 12-hour window from the first meal to the last meal, allowing 12 hours to digest your food. And it's a really simple way to give your body some time to digest and process the food that you eat. Is it restrictive? No, not necessarily. So if your breakfast is 7 o'clock, your dinner should be 7 o'clock. That works for 90% of people who listen in. For some people, it may not. If you're training late in the evening, then obviously the window is a little bit different for you. But it is a really good way to structure your food and put some structure on your day in terms of the food that you eat. The clients I work with will generally have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, keeping the blood sugars nice and stable over the course of the day, all really healthy foods. But that 12-hour window is a lovely place just to frame your day in terms of food. It stops your late-night snacking. That can be so easily done when watching Bridgerton or whatever you watch on Netflix. It's so easy to do that. And this stops it from happening. So create a 12-hour window from the first meal to the last, allowing 12 hours for digestion. The key time around that is before you go to bed. Try not to have a really big meal before you do because it, it, it disrupts your sleep. And sleep is a crucial part of weight loss as well. It can disrupt the quality of your sleep if you have a very big, heavy meal close to bed. So if you are one of those people who do train late in the evenings, a simple thing on the way home is maybe some high-protein milk with some fruit is a really good option, or lighter meals when you go home, salads, uh, scrambled eggs, things like that. Avoid the really heavy meals because you get that Christmas Day feeling, and going to bed with that is never, ever a good thing. Tip number two is about tracking your food. So Keeping a food diary in any way, shape, or form is important. You can use things like MyFitnessPal, which are really handy for tracking. They're not so great in terms of estimating your calorie allowance, but for tracking your food, they're very, very handy. 
You can go old school if you want, pen, paper, that's what I do, and you just write it down as you go. Some people will look to track macros and micros or calories. Generally, you don't need to. By tracking your food, you're naturally going to eat healthier. You're more aware of the food that you eat. You're more conscious of the food that you eat. And if you want to take that one step further, a really simple way to do that is to send it to an accountability partner. So it could be a friend, could be a PT. I get 20, 25 food diaries in every single evening. Uh, but it's that accountability that makes all the difference. So by sending it to someone, knowing someone's going to read it, you naturally eat better. And that's a really simple way to improve the food that you eat, the time that you eat, and just be more aware of it. You make better conscious choices by picking the right things when you're writing it down for reviewing yourself or for an accountability partner too. It's not rocket science and it shouldn't be. Weight loss isn't hard because the tips can be really simple. It's applying those tips that are difficult and putting them into practice over the course of the long term. So by doing those first two, that 12-hour window and tracking your food, you're already healthier. And naturally, you should lose weight because you're writing it down, you're tracking it, body's processing the food and digesting your food better. And the key tip on, on digestion is that you chew your food. And again, most of us don't. If you're listening into this while you're having your lunch or having your dinner, chances are you are putting the food into your mouth and you're, you're sending it right down into your tummy very, very quickly. Ideally, for the next 30 seconds, I want you to chew the food that you eat. So we have teeth in our mouth. They're there for breaking up the food. And the more work that we do in our mouth, the less work our tummies have to do. So for 30 seconds, chew the food that you're eating. And that's a really important and simple switch because the more work that you do in your mouth, the less work that you're going to do in your tummy in terms of digestion and the digestive process. So simple, but really, really effective. Next up is real food. So real food is a very simple term that says try and cook the food that you're eating or prepare the food that you're eating a little bit more. Eat foods that have less ingredients on the label, shorter shelf lives. Um, it's real. It's not processed. Processed food have lots more stuff in there in terms of salt, in terms of additives. And generally, they're not as healthy as real food. It's like going back to 1950s, 1960s. That's how things were done then. The processed food, the convenience food, generally are not as healthy as the real versions of those products. So for example, a chicken stir fry, you can make it and you know exactly what's going into it. You can buy the processed version. We have lots more stuff in there too. So real food is important. If we bump into each other in the supermarket, which is kind of happening again now that the masks are gone, I look into your food trolley or you look into mine. What you should see in there is foods that are real, foods uh, that are colorful, foods that I have to make or prepare or chop or cut or cook because they're in their natural state and they're naturally healthier. Naturally, they have less ingredients on the label, which is great. They'll be lower in added sugars, which is really, really good. Lower in added salt, because we get enough salt in the food that we eat. We don't need salt on our food, bar that. Uh, and they're just better for us generally. In terms of weight loss, they're generally lower in calories too, because we're making them fresh. So they're normally lower in calories when that is the case. Depends what you're making, obviously, but within reason, there are thereabouts. So again, it pulls back to your shop and what comes into the house. Real food that you have to make and prep. Now, for some people, time can be a problem. How do you get around that? Well, pretty straightforward. Uh, you batch cook. So if you're making a meal for one, if you're at home on your own, well, make a meal for two and put one in the freezer. If you're cooking for a family of four, well, then double whatever you're putting in and store half of it. And that means you don't have to spend hours and hours batch cooking. You're just making double the portions and storing half of it while you're making it, which is a really quick way to build up a freezer or a fridge full of really healthy foods. 
Another issue people will have is when they travel uh, and tra people, you know, the world is back open. So traveling on motorways, traveling in airports and the food that you eat there can be difficult. So some simple tips around that is that if uh, an airport, for example, that you eat a really good healthy meal before you go to the airport, drink water before you go to the airport, drink lots of water as you go through the airport and on the plane. Go to the toilet at least once on the airplane. That means you're hydrating properly. And then eating a meal at the far end. Never go to the airport hungry, ever. Because it's very difficult to stay healthy uh, when you walk through the departures area. It's very hard. So healthy meal before you go. A long journey down the country is exactly the same thing here. If you're driving, you chances are you'll pull in somewhere. So the key thing is before the journey, eat a healthy meal. Stock the car or the bus or your bag with lots of stuff that you want to eat. Nuts and fruit or pre-prepped salad or something like that too. Service stations are getting much better. You can choose a salad option. Again, you're loading it up with protein, fistful, half of it salad or veg, and then some carbohydrate in the other quarter. And that's how you're making it up if you're on the go. So traveling can be important, but eating real food as much as you can is a really simple way to lose weight. Don't go on restrictive diets. Don't go on starvation diets. Don't cut out any nutrients. Don't cut out carbohydrates because we don't need to. Carbohydrates are really important. They're full of energy. They're really good for you. They're full of fiber. Again, just go for the real version. And that's what you're looking to do. What's the best version of the product that you're eating? And can you make it yourself? And if you're doing that, chances are you're naturally going to lose weight. Next up is fluid. So the obvious one here is you know what I'm going to say. Oh, it's two liters of water. Well, actually, it kind of is. Uh, first of all, so you check how hydrated you are. That when you go to the toilet, you're looking at the color of your urine. It should be close to clear. And that's what you're looking for in terms of hydration. You know, in the morning time after you sleep, it's generally very cloudy. It's generally very kind of yellow or kind of a deeper color. And over the course of the day, as you drink your water, it becomes clearer. And that's a really good thing. So normally that in around two liters is about right. If you really struggle with it, start with one liter for a week or two and then build it up. But hydration is crucial, not just for weight loss, but for energy, for how you feel, for concentration, for focus, for lots of things. It's really beneficial. So get plenty of water into the body. The easiest way to do it is to get a really big bottle, those one and a half liter bottles or two liter bottles that you buy in the supermarket and just refill it every day. If it's too plain for you, add in some fruit. So add in natural fruit. I have a reel on Instagram with some really good options around what you should put into it, but like cucumber, mint, uh, fruit, but make it real. Don't put the squidgy stuff in, just no. Don't put the cordial in, no, real. Use fruit, use, use real things. They're generally far, far healthier. But you're looking, you know, a big bottle, a liter and a half, drink that over the course of the day, then go up to the two liter one, same thing. That by the time the day is over, that bottle should be empty. And that creates a, uh, a visible target. It's not just glasses, it's not just cups, because we all forget, because life is really busy. So that's a really easy way to ensure that you're getting enough water into the body. It's a visible target at the start of the day, and then take it from there. Okay? There are the four really simple food tips. And there's nothing rocket science within that, and there shouldn't be. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that's what we do. We take all the scary stuff and then process it to usable, simple content, both for myself and from the guests that we interview. And if you think about it, 12-hour window, tracking your food, eating real food, and increasing your fluid intake, well, that doesn't sound too scary, and it shouldn't be. Because we want to get you healthier with really easy solutions, and they're the easiest solutions when it comes to your food. Remember, don't cut anything out. Don't go on a liquid diet. Don't take out carbohydrates. Eat normally. Because life is for living. And above all, apply that 80-20 rule that we're always talking about here, which is that most of the time you eat healthy and the odd time you have a treat. So you're eating healthy most of the week and then Saturday evening or Friday evening you might have a takeaway or a couple of drinks or something like that. And that's 
balance. It's normal. And that's what we're looking for, so that you can lose weight and still eat and live normally. Really restrictive diets, they just don't work in the long term. They might work for two weeks for a holiday or for a wedding or for something like that, but in the long term, they don't. And you spend so much money trying to do it. So do it properly. That's the real thing we want to take from today's episode. Now, the next four are based around movement. So the food is a crucial component of weight loss. It's probably 60 or 70% of the results themselves. All the exercise in the world really won't make a difference unless you changed your eating habits and changed how you're eating. So that's the first bit. Now let's look at the movement. The first key thing is that stop doing movement that you hate. Enjoy the movement that you do. Find an exercise that you absolutely love. So I love to run. Generally, I like to, like to run on my own because of a really busy day and a really busy, busy life. So running on my own is very kind of... It's almost like like a like a therapeutic session. Because I don't talk to anybody. I look around and look at the fields and the cows. And uh, I live in North County Dublin for the moment. And there's lots of animals like that. But it's 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 relaxing, and I absolutely love it. Cycling, surfing, uh, all of that, and I really enjoy that type of exercise. So that's what I do. Resistance, I will do as well. I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy the other stuff. So I work with someone to make sure that I get that done via just sending them an accountability text message. Yeah, you know, I've done my session this week or whatever it may be. Well, that's the key tip. Don't go to that 6 a.m. spin class if you're not a morning person and you hate spinning. You're doing it because you think it's going to make you lose weight for your holidays. Well, no, not necessarily. It might, but like not in the long term. Find stuff that is fun. And it doesn't have to be the same old stuff. It can be hill walking, mountain climbing, orienteering, surfing. It can be anything. But you just have to enjoy it. And that's the really important part. Uh, and if you're lucky enough to have a partner, you can bring sex into the equation. And everyone gets really embarrassed when I talk about sex. But sex is exercise. It's brilliant exercise. It's great for your lungs. It's great for burning calories. It's thoroughly enjoyable, or at least it should be. And it's good from a, 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 a resistance perspective because of the fact that we're about weights. And, you know, that's, that's really good for the body. So have more sex for the next 30 days. That's going to help you to lose weight. Put a challenge in place for that. Spice up your relationship. Really simple ways to, to improve your weight loss because it is exercise. And you might have a giggle and you might have a laugh, but the reality is it's exercise and it's enjoyable. Making exercise enjoyable is crucial. You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, I know I said sex. I know you're all embarrassed now, but whoop de doo It is exercise and it's really enjoyable. So therefore, do more of it and find exercise that you enjoy. So if you love to walk, well then walk. If you love to run, run, but don't run if you hate running because it's not going to last. And that is really important. Find exercise that's fun, build it up slowly over the course of time. And, you know, if you want to then join a club and take it from there in terms of a hill walking club or a cycling club or a triathlon club or something like that. The next tip around movement is resistance exercise. So weights. We need to lift some weights. We are a weight, so our bodies are weights, obviously. Or you can buy weights, such as dumbbells, or you can join a gym and get bigger weights again. doesn't really matter. The key thing is that they're weights. So by doing weight-bearing movement, you are healthier. You're increasing the lean tissue that you have in your body, which is really important. It reduces as we get older. So you're increasing the quantity of that that you have. You're naturally then reducing your body fat. You're forcing your body to work harder to keep that lean tissue on because that's what it has to do. The more muscle we have, the harder our bodies have to work to keep that muscle there. So that's why we, we want to get some of it. And we're not trying to turn you into bodybuilders. That's not the, the idea. But squats, press-ups, lunges, planks, uh, dumbbell bicep curls, all of those things, they're all resistance exercise and they're really important. So that A, they'll help you to lose weight. 
B, they're really good for your metabolic profile or your metabolic rate. C, they help to slow down the rate at which we age. They reduce the risks of trips, falls, hazards because we're stronger. And it doesn't even have to be that. It's lifting more weight on a, a daily basis. So if you go to the supermarket, lift the bags afterwards. Lift them to the car further. Lift them out of the car. Lift stuff during the day. Stand on the bus. Stand on the train. When we sit, I'm sitting now, it would be very straight. But when we sit, the chair is doing all the work. We're not doing anything. We're just going to sit here and the chair supports us. Wherever you stand, that's resistance exercise. That's not just helping you lose weight, but it's helping you to be stronger, better posture, leaner, because your body's been put to work and our bodies react to the environments that they're placed in. So put it into environments or places where it has to do some work. And that is a simple switch that will make a really, really big difference. If you do want to go to a gym and lift some weights, great, do. But again, get a program, start slowly, build it up. Don't go absolutely crazy because it's not you're going to hurt. It'll be really sore and it'll turn into a not particularly enjoyable experience. So if you're going to go to a gym, start, start slowly. Pick the gym that works for you. Pick the trainer that works for you. Have a chat with them. Make sure their goals align with yours. So if you want to be a powerlifter, we'll go to a powerlifting gym. If you want to be in a better shape for your holidays, maybe the powerlifting gym mightn't be the place to go. Ensure the trainer has a goal that it ties in with your goal. And that's a simple thing to do. But yeah, quite important if you are going to join a gym. But the key message there is that do some weight-bearing movement. No matter what it is, do it. Because it will help everything in terms of your body, in terms of your mental health, in terms of aging. But also to get you ready for that summer body that people are beginning to think about now because the weather is picking up. Next tip is around intensity. So this is important. Time and time again, we get questions on Instagram, uh, requests for personal training for people who aren't getting results from their movement. If your movement consists of an intensity in around what I'm talking to you now in terms of how I'm breathing, how I'm talking, this is not exercise. This level of intensity is, well, I'm sitting talking to you, my heart rate's slightly elevated. It's probably the equivalent of you of doing a very slow walk with somebody. That's where my, my, my breathing is at, my, my aerobic capacity is at. It's not exercise. If I'm beginning to talk like this, well, that's exercise because I'm working harder. So I'm getting slightly out of breath, but I can hold a conversation. So we one, two, it's like that. And that's exercise. The body's working harder. Therefore, it's forcing it to adapt and to change. And that's going to deliver results. So look at the exercise you're doing. How hard are you actually working? Is your walk around the block with, you know, with your dog, your exercise and the dog stopping all the time to look at stuff or whatever? Do you ever get out of breath? No. Well, then that's movement, but it's not exercise. And the two things are very, very different. So movement is great. Exercise is what we're looking for. Intensity levels have to go up. Swimming is another one for this. Even in the gym, do you need to up the weights a little bit or change the routine a little bit? We'll talk about that in a sec. But that intensity is crucial. By working harder, you get the benefit. Working the same intensity, you don't. And that's the a really important thing to look for in terms of how hard you're working because how hard you work will dictate the results that you get. A very slow walk will, is great movement, but actually is it delivering anything if you're not getting slightly out of breath? No, very little in terms of change and in terms of improvement. Pulling that back to that 10,000 steps idea then from a movement perspective, well, again, it's about the quality of those steps, the intensity of those steps. Are they movement or are they exercise? Chances are they're movement, they're not going to deliver results. Exercise is what you're looking for is you have to work that little bit harder. Next tip is around change. So bodies adapt to their environments. If they're in the same environment all the time, that's what they'll do. They'll adapt to be fit for that environment. So change your workout, change your route. Do a hillier, a flatter route, an uphill, a downhill. Uh, change your walking partner to someone who's faster or your running partner or your cycling partner. But by, by, by changing 
that's what's going to deliver the benefit. So adapt and change the workouts and change the routines as much as possible because that's what you need to do to get the best benefit possible from the movement that you're doing. Consistent movement doing the same thing over and over and over and over again is not going to deliver results that are going to get you in shape for the summer. They're the four exercise ones. We four on food and four on exercise. The next two, uh, the first one is around weight itself. Weight on its own isn't the direct indicator of health. They don't care if you're 100 kilos or 50 kilos. I couldn't care less because what I want to know is how much muscle you have and fat you have relative to that weight. So if you're 100 kilos with a really low body fat and loads of muscle, well, that's slightly healthier than 100 kilos and being half body fat and half muscle. So by reducing your body fat, you're getting healthier. And that's important. So weight on its own, don't just measure weight on its own. Measure the weight number, then the mental muscle, and mental fat you have. As you're losing weight, you want to lose fat. That's what you're looking to lose and maintain your weight or you maintain your muscle as much as you can. You will lose some muscle, but you want to lose predominantly body fat. You measure that by a, by a bioimpedance scale or a smart scale. And they use jump on, it does everything else. It'll be relatively accurate. Uh, if you have the money and the inclination, you can go to like BCD and do a full analysis there where they give you really specifics or DEXA scan, something like that. But for most people, the scales will give it a close enough guideline and that's what you're looking for. So weight, look at muscle, look at fat, look at fluid. It's more than just weight on its own. And that it is really important to talk about losing body fat, reducing body fat is the key thing we need to look at. Not to unattainable levels, but just to normal levels. 23 to 33% there or thereabouts is a really good guide, a kind of window to aim for. And then the final tip for this episode is around long-term, that everything should be done for long-term health gains. It's not a short-term quick fix. It's the long-term health approach. By doing that, it's a more sensible approach. You naturally... Don't look at all the stuff that's been marketed to you on Instagram or on the street for rapid results. You think, no, can whatever you're doing be sustained for life? If not, it's the wrong decision. It's got to work for you for this week, for next week, for next month, for next year. And if it doesn't, don't spend your money. Don't waste your money because it's not going to work for you. It has to be something you can do in the long term and ask yourself that question with every choice that you make in relation to trying to lose weight. Folks, that's it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. A very simple weight loss, simple tips episode. If you have any questions, you know where we are. Real Health at independent.ie at Carl Henry PT on Instagram. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. Slow and go full. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.